0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Partner Buzz, the AWS partner Focus podcast in Australia and Aotearoa, New Zealand. My name is Richard Wilmot, and in addition to being your host for today, I'm a partner management solution architect here in Sydney. Partner Buzz is a podcast series for people in both technical and business leadership roles in the partner network community throughout the ANZ region. And today I'm joined by Keeley Bell, APJ technology partner manager, and Regan Coriozzo, APJ DevOps and Security ISV Partner Manager. And by now, it should be pretty clear today that we're talking all things ISV or AWS Software Partners. Keely Bragan, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having us.
0: So I think let's start the conversation with um, what do we mean by technology partners or, or software partners or ISVs? Uh, what, uh, what's the general definition that we're, that we're talking about, Keely? Well,
1: uh, ISVs, independent software um, providers, or SaaS companies—another mm-hmm. um, buzzword, I suppose that we, we would use—we uh, we work across uh, in in our team. We work across infrastructure, horizontal business applications, right. uh, industry vertical data exchange partners. Mm-hmm. Um, from an infrastructure perspective, which is where we um, the, where we operate, we have uh, data analytics partners, we have DevOps partners, partners who specialize in storage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's pretty much.
0: So, it's a really wide gamut, and these partners provide some fantastic services that both augment and are built on top of AWS services, too,
2: Reagan. Absolutely. I guess customer obsession is our number one leadership principle. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, they're not only partners, but customers mm-hmm. of ours. So, yeah. it's obviously part of our role specifically is to support them in region here to build, market, and sell. So, obviously, mm-hmm. building their products as customers of AWS and then helping them grow those, those products on our platform.
0: Nice. And I think one of the the really interesting perspectives coming from as a as a, um, a services or consulting partner management essay um, that I am, it's always interesting seeing that there's an interesting dichotomy between our ISVs uh, and and customers because as you say they are customers too, so it's a very interesting kind of partnership arrangement. But we're still helping them build out their business and grow on AWS
2: too, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, when I joined four years ago, I think there was that confusion sometimes. Mm-hmm. How is a soft, software p- customer X a partner of, of AWS? Yeah. And I think the business has definitely realized that, that A, they're our partners, their products solve solutions for our customers, and at the same time, we're helping them grow their business on AWS. So there's been a big shift into the importance, I think, of software and technology partners within our business that that I have seen myself and that Mm -hmm. evolution over the last four years, both from resourcing, supporting them as partners, but also the programs around that in the APN as well. Nice.
0: So Keely, Mm -hmm. let's let's maybe dig in a little bit more as to why consulting partners for a start would really be should be thinking about working with our tech partners?
1: Well, the way that I like to think about it is more around the digital transformation journey that Mm -hmm. our customers are going on. Uh, Typically, SIs or consulting partners are involved in that process to help these customers migrate um, to the cloud. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of these customers already have uh, a pretty big SaaS sprawl a uh, right. new, new buzzword that I read about <laughs> recently, um, they have a lot of uh, SaaS businesses or applications yeah. that they have within the business. Working together with SIs, it's an opportunity to uh, help that that customer migrate to the cloud but also modernize their applications yeah. um, or their software applications across the business.
0: So it's a really great point that you make about SaaS sprawl because I hadn't really thought of this before, but that SaaS sprawl is probably th- – could be a large number of customers first step into the cloud, whereby consuming SaaS products as, as an outcome, really, that, that's really their first foray into the cloud, as opposed to think about moving their core businesses or their their on-premises applications to the cloud. So, probably there's a lot of those on-prem customers that are probably on cloud already, aren't they, through those SaaS, SaaS vendors they work with. Yeah, Interesting. That's fascinating.
1: And some of these customers have 600 applications mm. wow. or SaaS Technology applications in their business,
0: um, so it becomes rather interesting to think about how you then migrate that SaaS estate to cloud. If potentially it might not be, you know, a, a very, a very easy journey, there are those, there's going to be a lot of um, the SaaS providers that actually have cloud-based solutions who they could be leveraging as well. I just, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a core, core load of of AWS and cloud workload is actually self-managed mm. solutions anyway. So it's also the other way around. Is yeah. customers migrating self-managed? Uh, applications, now moving those off the cloud into SaaS, which is still technically yeah. on the cloud, but now it's moving outside of their core AWS infrastructure. It's a different to, consumption to AWS model. AWS as a SaaS product, right? Yeah. So that's that's an opportunity for a lot of our SIs to monetize, obviously, the potential resale of that, but also those services and how they migrate mm. customers over to cloud-based solutions and then, obviously, the potential management off the back of that as well. Let's kind of wind that back a little bit and and think about as a consulting partner, why would
0: you be thinking about potentially if you're going to a greenfield environment, leveraging an, an ISV or a technology partner solution if you're the one delivering that service? Aren't AWS services good enough for the vast, uh, vast majority of those workloads?
2: Yeah, I think they, a lot of the ISVs now complement. Uh, professional services for a lot of our, a lot of our partners They also can help I guess enhance or accelerate some of the adoption of those native services there's really good integration stories particularly around in my area with DevOps partners and security mm. partners there's a really good better together story combining native services with with security services mm-hmm. to get better outcomes for the customers because really the customers are obviously at the center of this right we want to not just sell a particular first party or third party service we're trying to get a customer to a particular outcome and combining those those technologies at the end of the day help that and help that can help a lot of the SIs differentiate in how they go go to market as well. I think a key point for
0: all of our um, consulting partners to, to bear in mind is that although... AWS native services are great. They, they're designed for a large number of use cases and large number of uh, specific applications where potentially you might have a SaaS vendor or an ISV partner who's actually augmented those AWS services for yep. very specific use cases that perhaps um, aren't served by AWS services. And that's great. That's where they can start filling in the gaps. Isn't that the case?
2: Yeah, 100%. We're trying to see we're seeing more and more of that now in the market, mm-hmm. particularly like I said, at least in my space with security and DevOps that I see day in, day out, is that augmentation of services. I know one of the previous podcasts, Dean and Reese in the security mm-hmm. area were talking talking about the third-party products enhancing and again adding to those native security services that we have and partners really need to start thinking about how they monetize that both obviously from the resale portion but services and that implementation and management around some of those third-party solutions that enhance our, mm. our native solutions so there's a big opportunity there, i think for partners to really start thinking outside the box and yeah and how they leverage third-party ISVs. Oh, so keely thinking about um from your position you you look off a lot of
0: uh technology partner strategy across the APJ region. Where do you see the um, the potential of our ISV partners working with the system integrators or consulting partners? It's a, it's a loaded
1: uh, question.
0: It's, it's, it's a loaded question, how long is a piece of string? But I know that uh, previously when you were talking about uh, this, this, to prepare at the show, you talked about that acceleration being a really key um, uh, benefit to actually get their solution out and drive more market penetration through uh, through SIs. Unpack that bit for us.
1: Well, the SIs are obviously um, already working with a number of the customers through that services and that support process and the the, the digital transformation. Um, I think with the ISVs coming to play is that they, and going back to the previous question, they do specialize Mm. um, in their area. Um, So for example, you know, think about the data analytics partners, the security partners, Um, they've got very specific VP for um our customers yeah. working with the si's there's an opportunity um there's an opportunity for us to leverage si's and our isvs to work together to one land and also grow customer yeah. workloads with us um we also see an opportunity as uh, with the isvs uh it's an opportunity for them to obviously grow their pipeline sorry i say obviously like you, you know what i'm about <laughs> to say but um it's an opportunity for isvs to uh Grow and accelerate their pipeline by being uh, sold uh, right. by the consulting partner being being a resetter for them, yeah. um, and in the same respect, uh, the consulting partners can help those ISVs land and expand into new regions and markets. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity there for them together and uh, um, to go into market is is pretty big.
0: It's very much a synergy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and this 100%. is often
0: what we talk about—the power of three, which is something I'd love to touch on a bit later. But um, did that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. Um, because fundamentally what we're looking at is, is 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 the ability to do more together. It is very much a better together prospect, isn't it? Yeah. And I think in the same way that we talk about how um, customers are moving very much more towards buy, not build, it's mm. a really good opportunity for our consulting partners to think about, although I could actually build a particular solution, if I can procure it from an ISV, it makes a huge amount more sense to do that uh, instead and then actually focus on those core differentiating features that as a consulting partner, I've built a great deal of expertise in. And I think it really comes down to being able to take that, that really clearly to, to our consulting partners, um, that that's really part of that value prop as well. So it's great hearing the perspective from, from the ISV management side, because I think it uh, helps us understand that there's there's value elsewhere. Um, the resale question, uh, we you, you, you touched on, Keeley. Um, some of our traditional larger SIs do have a very good sold resale business, um, both on-prem and on cloud. Where's the resale opportunity for those uh, born-the-cloud consultant partners, do you think?
1: Oh, I'm going to hand that over to Reagan. <laughs> this is his baby.
2: I think there's a massive opportunity. Obviously, um, a lot of our partners know about AWS Marketplace, and I think right. – um, They've traditionally viewed that as a as as a strength of connecting ISV solutions with those traditional resellers. But mm. I'm seeing that the opposite happen was where a lot of our ISVs are, are saying to me in a day in, day out basis, we've already got the relationships with these
1: yeah. these big
2: national resellers. We actually want to work with your partners. You're born in the cloud partners and get access to some of their capabilities around cloud solutions. So I see a lot of ISVs are actually investing now in digital native specific channel partner programs. Interesting. So that means okay. all the rebates and the typical ways they sell their, their program to their existing channel partners, mm-hmm. they're reshaping that and trying to speak the language of the cloud and our cloud partners that they know have worked with us day in, day out. So that's a really big area of investment I'm seeing right. from the partners, probably for a, a couple of reasons is, is, A, they want to leverage the, the potential relationships they have mm-hmm. with their cloud-based solutions that our partners have with our customers yeah. and that, that knowledge base and that expertise but also then for the the implementation, right? They, mm. they ultimately want their product to be sold, but they want it to be used and leveraged and obviously enhance that potential of a renewal, which we, they need. Our partners have one the cloud specialist and Who that skill set to go on as well.
0: Yep, It's a great point you make. So I think uh, when we were playing for the podcast, Regan made a really good point that ISVs often speak to you about the challenge of driving adoption. Very often they might sell a solution, but it sits on the shelf. And really... The power of our consulting partners who are deeply embedded with our customers to help drive adoption and that outcome, I think you mentioned, is really mm. absolutely critical too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And well, Kelly obviously, obviously talked about um, so, some of the wants there from ISVs, and that is the, probably the number one. One I'm saying, at least in my patch again, Mm. at the moment is that adoption. Is Yes, we can go in and we can sell a new logo. We can get a win on the board. But the problem we get to is, again, that vendor sprawl. They may have 30 different solutions for specific security outcomes in their portfolio. And then when renewal comes up, oh, we've had that solution sitting on on the shelf for the last 12 months. Why would we renew? We've got Mm. no value from it. And so that's a big problem a lot of the ISV partners have. So they're intimately looking for partners to to go in and and actually implement and manage that solution. And so the customer can get value out of it. So that way- when a renewal comes up, higher chance of renewal or higher higher chance of uplift and more, further adoption of their solutions. Mm.
1: Well, there's the opportunity in the land and expand, which yeah. is a typical strategy with our ISVs. Mm. You know, you you land the account, but then that opportunity to expand and grow over mm. one, two, three years together with an SI to continually um,
0: add that value into the customer. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a massive opportunity. And I think that that's something that we, from a power of three perspective, that we still we're kind of just touching it on the surface. Yeah. There's a real big opportunity for us to lean in there from a partnering perspective.
0: So let's unpack that power of three. That's that's something we've bandied around, and I think uh, a lot of our a lot of our partners would have would have heard us speak about it. W- what do we mean by power of three? What's what's your what's your um, you know nutshell power of three, and and why should we care as partners?
1: Well, someone just grabbed num- the number three um, <laughs> out of thin air. It could be power of five. It could be power of seven. Really, the, it's it's endless. The amount of um, uh, kind of, I suppose, a SaaS solutions that you can um, stack on one another with a customer. But uh, Power 3, basically, the, the concept is uh, three parties, AWS, consulting partner, and ISV, providing X solution to a joint customer. Right. That's essentially it from a a concept perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea really is trying to, I suppose from my perspective, working long-term strategically with uh, XSI and XISV in driving a joint go-to-market motion across yeah. a specific group of customers, maybe their targeted accounts, maybe their industry solutions, mm-hmm. finding a blueprint and then rinse and repeating that with that um, cohort of customers and ourselves, I'm um, sorry, cohort of partners and ourselves mm-hmm. in... Um, driving more workloads with either one customer, multiple customers. And then also we kind of, uh, we we're kind of experimenting with the idea of, you know, power of five. Uh, what could that yeah. potentially look like as well? And Reagan has a really good um, story to tell. We obviously can't name the partners, but really good um, t- opportunity to talk about power of three from a three ISV perspective right. and not necessarily AWS or the customer.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I think our ISVs and our SI partners intimately look at us for to drive a lot of their strategy and mm. and what we're telling them cause of what we're hearing from our customers is we want to buy solutions, we want to buy yeah. outcomes, we don't want to buy technology. And so yeah. they're taking a lot of that feedback and trying to a lot of the ISVs are coming together and saying, How can we combine our technology with your technology in a way that makes sense? In a way that makes outcome. sense for the customer, right? And we're, we're driving a higher level solution and outcome for that customer. But then again, they're back at square one is mm. who implements this? Who stitches mm-hmm. that together? Mm-hmm. And so this is where the SI is come into play. They need SIs to stitch that together, even from a commercial aspect, mm-hmm. who's going to sell all of our technology under the solution, the umbrella of the solution, yep, yep. who's going to go implement it and manage it. So they see really us as AWS, potentially with something like Marketplace as the commercial way of stitching that together. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the SI is the way to, to, to go and implement and stitch the, the actual execution of that together. So kind of in a nutshell, by Power 3, what we really mean is taking the
0: unique capabilities of each party. Wrapping it together, potentially gluing together a number of ISV solutions with that consulting partner's know-how to actually drive a very specific, easily consumable outcome for a customer.
2: Absolutely. And it can, and it can be AWS native services with multi-ISVs, mm. again, on top with even IP that maybe the SI has built as well. Yeah. Maybe that has a great story so
0: strategically, well. this is actually quite different because previously we've seen consulting partners and ISVs work together almost opportunistically, whereas this, by talking about Power of Three, we're being very deliberate and laser-focused on that customer outcome and how we can intentionally drive that outcome by leveraging the best of breed across consulting, technology, et cetera, which is, which is such a great story because really for the complex problems that our customers come to us with, you know, they need a vast array of solutions for a vast array of different types of partners as well.
1: I also think it's important we we about talk- about power three internally almost, mm. not that it, it's not a new concept but we it's certainly something like i say we, we, we're touching the surface on yeah but our consulting partners and our isvs are already working together it's really how do we bring aws uh and other um uh, isvs uh into the into the story mm. um to to build on it so um I, I mean, I've been saying this for a while, like if we think that our ISVs and consulting partners aren't already working together. They're um, already
0: talking together. Yeah. I mean, our large, we, we well know that our large traditional SI partners have got a very extensive yep. ecosystem that they work with of, of, of ISVs um, as part of the existing business. So why shouldn't we be having the same conversations when it comes to cloud? Yeah. I think that yeah. makes complete sense.
2: Right, and clearly spot on there. I think a lot of the relationships exist. What we maybe haven't done before is AWS has insert ourselves in the middle of how we add value yeah. to that yeah. relationship. And so that's our biggest driver is our team and the ISV mm-hmm. partners partner team is making sure we're adding value to these partnerships. Because really, ultimately, unless we're adding value, uh, it's not driving good customer
0: outcomes. And um, coming back to the type of partners we work with, I think um, what a lot of our consulting partners might not necessarily be aware of, when we talk about ISVs, we are working with you know very large global, almost utility solutions in their own right, but as well as some very, very unique. specific, unique capabilities as well. Take us through some of those different types of partners, folks.
1: Well, I mean, so I'm predominantly working across a lot of those those large globalized fees yeah. at the moment. Um and and love it Uh, fascinating really interesting Um, but I have for the last two and a half years um, before this role working with a number of uh, born in Australia New Zealand uh, ISVs um, with a very specific focus across industries Mm -hmm. um, and uh, working in in, you know computer vision IoT working at the edge working with customers from a mining or energy um, industry and um, providing really cool solutions that when I first got here, I had no idea yeah. what this was was about. And then, you awesome. know, kind of get under the hood and understand yeah. the the value proposition. I was just like, wow, this is incredible too. There's tech. Some good
0: stuff happening. There's mm. some really yeah. cool
1: stuff happening here from, from ANZ. Mm. Um, and a lot of those partners um, so born in, in Australia, New Zealand partners, also APJ, we've got a number of amazing partners yeah. across the whole of APJ. They look to AWS to help take them to markets. Right Now, a lot of them look to North America as a key market for them, um, obviously, um, yeah. AMIA as well, but uh, APJ is a is a pretty big market as well. Mm-hmm. It's a massive opportunity. So they look at us to help leverage programs mm-hmm. uh, to drive, build, uh, and develop their go-to-market motion with us. but. In, what's interesting is then that build piece mm-hmm. that comes with it. Yeah. So now we're directly working with these customers and partners, they're the same thing um, in building new tech. Yeah. So there might be a customer buying signal or mm-hmm. here is a challenge that we have in, in the industry or in our business we need to build X. Hmm. And that's when we know that we've got particular partners who can do that. Yeah. We'll go to that partner who specializes in computer vision, for example, hmm. or working from the edge, um, uh, uses AI ML to pick out, um, you know, on... Uh, uh, Widgets
0: in a production line, or, for example.
1: Pretty much. You know which one <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and, and they go and they build new products yeah. and they build those products with us and then we help take that to market.
0: And a really great thing that you've mentioned there is that, for a lot of those global ISVs, they they cater for a range of use cases, yeah. whereas those smaller born-in ANZ ISVs, they're actually laser-focused on very often those industry vertical solutions that our consulting partners are rapidly pivoting towards. So I think where we can add a huge amount of value as well, Reagan, and some of the work that you do, I know, having, having worked in the past, is helping identify who are the right consulting partners who we could potentially get working together because of that strong industry affinity as well. Unpack some success stories there that you've seen.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've seen, to Keely's point, some some really broad use cases from our local ISVs. And I guess we have a very big builder culture here. And a lot of times when we speak to our SIs and our consulting partners and a customer asks for use case X, our first call is let's go build this solution. And the biggest frustration for me and our team is like, hey, a solution already no, no, exists. We already yeah. have a very strong leaned-in ANZ yeah. software company that already does this. You can work with them and, and you mm. know, scale through through a p- joint partnership. And I've seen some really good examples in the contact center space, computer vision is another mm. is a big one that's been a hot topic over the last couple of years, where it's also helped us as AWS, and I think it could help SI partners broaden some of their relationships and some of these accounts as well. Mm. If you think about it, some obviously security DevOps. Data plays in specific stakeholders and accounts, but a yeah. contact center solution can help you move. Whilst it's not your bread and butter, if you have a partnership with them, it can help you move outside of IT and yeah. cloud teams into different stakeholders. And that's why we love some of these partners and, mm. and customers as well, because they help it's us as AWS. Yes, yeah, yeah, we we, we they actually helping us move outside of our traditional stakeholder group mm. into different areas of the business and. Actually helps uh, create more stickiness within our customer accounts,
1: and also these these partners also touch on when I was mentioning that that digital transformation and and uh, the customers migrating to the cloud, they're touching on workloads that may not necessarily be f- uh, front of mind, yeah. Um, in that uh, in that journey with the customer, um, so that's also really interesting because you kind of like. Um, uh, leapfrogging yeah. to some of those From unique one use case cases and, and, work and working in, yeah. and, and definitely working in uh, kind of new buying centres mm. with different buyer personas who we wouldn't typically be working with on the security data analytics type partners,
0: which really does unlocks that value for for our consulting partners if they're going in trying to work with a customer to drive some value. Um, the time you're not spending. Building that solution because you can work with a great ISV partner is really going to accelerate that outcome because mm-hmm. our consulting partners have built deep expertise operationally within a particular industry vertical. If they don't have to spend time building um, because you can work with an ISV, that frees up significant time to actually invest in significantly more value going to customers. Exactly. I think that's really where we've got to, got to zero in on that. We've got a lot of the what. Um, let's talk a bit about the how uh, marketplace is a really great vehicle for for driving that that collaboration. We also <laughs> talk about CPPO. Um, un- unpack what that what that is, why it matters. Keely, perhaps, Reagan?
1: Why? Why CPPO matters. Why CPPO?
0: Unpack CPPO for us.
1: Well, CPPO is a program or mechanism that basically allows a consulting partner to uh, have an agreement with an ISV um, yeah. to sell their solution, right? And, so, and that's
0: brokered through marketplace, isn't it? And
1: it's brokered through marketplace. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, some of the benefits of the, or the value are you looking for the benefits or value? That in the how? Okay. Yeah. Um, Look, a, a big one from the ISV side is what I was pretty much saying earlier is that ability to break into a new market mm. or a region through a consulting partner, especially with a lot of ISVs who may not have resources on the ground. Yep. It's a real big opportunity to then work with that consulting partner who have the services um, and the supports uh, to to implement and execute. I'm actually working on something like that right now mm-hmm. um, with, a, with a large uh, global ISV. And um, it's, a, it's a really interesting use case working through the consulting partner to actually do the execution uh, to speed it up for the customer. Um, and I think that's a typical scenario mm. for us. Um, but then um, from a from a consulting partner perspective, for both ISV and the consulting partner, where marketplace becomes critical is that ability to accelerate the sales cycle. Yeah. Um, so we've seen, there's a, there's a real good report, which, um, hopefully we can link to this podcast. Um, it's basically about the partner opportunity. It was mm-hmm. released in September. Um, Forrest did a report with AWS on this, um, and it speaks to accelerating the sales cycle. And in some instances through, uh, partners that we, uh, spoke with in North America, they've seen the sales cycle increase by up to two to three times faster wow, okay. than normal. Um, I think in some cases they were over 50%, uh, faster sales cycle, mm-hmm. um, through, through markup transactions the other big piece is the procurement um, side of things mm. uh, here we're able to uh, simplify an already very complex process for customers yeah. um, we remove that procurement process they're able to transact very easily through um, through marketplace um, and and billing is also done really easily it's yeah. all in the same invoice and so on and we help then disperse those funds to both partners mm-hmm. um, so it's also any, sorry uh, do you have any others that you'd like to add there are a few more
2: yeah i mean for us, marketplace is in- increasing importance yeah. a lot. I think, when I, like I said, when I joined three or four years ago, we were a little bit unsure t- in terms of where it sat in the business for yeah. us. Well, that was my experience. And, and now then, it's absolutely central, isn't it? And now it? it's absolutely. central to everything. Yeah. It is central to our towards our sales motions. Our sellers mm. are obviously under increasing pressure now to to prioritize its importance and its com- our conversations with cu- customers about it. It's, uh, Can- Canalis actually did a really good report as well where they predicted it by its end of 2025, marketplace will be in the top three software distribution channels wow. in the entire world. And mm-hmm. that's so getting real close, looking at where we are now. Getting real close, right? It's become, mm-hmm. So it's becoming really important to our ISVs, it's becoming important to AWS, so.
1: And importantly, the customer. And,
2: and the customer, right? It's bring, it's really mm-hmm. dis- disrupting, I guess, the way customers traditionally buy and it's adding a lot of value to them. So for me, it makes sense, if you're an AWS partner that's invested a lot in our services and mm-hmm. our ecosystem, Look at AWS marketplace as a way to to sell, to sell licenses and transact with customers yeah we
1: are, just on the customer side obviously we're customer obsessed um, uh, we are, we're seeing a large uh, number of customers transacting and one of the key reasons for that for that is they have a commitment to AWS yep. um, as a customer to draw down on their spend with us mm-hmm. marketplace actually helps them draw down on that commitment
0: because that's so, AWS spend as well exactly yeah. so
1: by um, the consulting partner and the isV working together for that customer Customer, you're automatically going to get that customer interested in the marketplace mm-hmm. transaction and um, once they start flexing that muscle um, again more studies have proven that uh, once a customer transacts I think it was eight times uh, it automatically then becomes the flywheel that it becomes they will, a default way it's of transaction
0: so wow that's amazing I think also thinking about this from our consulting partner point of view um, if there's a if there's a solution that you'll tend to use in your in, in your deliveries anyway, it makes a lot of sense to think about how you can potentially resell that ISV solution as part of that adding more value to actually decrease that uh, that friction as born well the cloud of of this well, potentially the data or security <laughs> platform that you're always using in all of your engagements it makes sense to to leverage a close relationship with that ISV to potentially get more favorable terms reduce the friction for the customer as well through that the mechanism of that CPPO and that marketplace transaction as well and I think we need to get our born the cloud partners thinking about that because yep. that certainly will drive that velocity too. Because then their customers, as you said, once we get them on that flywheel, is going to be driving that uh, significant value.
1: The other, actually, now that I'm thinking about, it, just to go back to answering your question earlier, the other um, the, there were two other key things I think that are important for um, viewers watching this. Uh, marketplace the 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 breadth and the amount of services that mm-hmm. we have on marketplace is really big compared to other marketplaces right so to give you some numbers um, we've got about 15,000 um, wow. listings is it listings mm. um, and 3,500 um, ISVs that are listed mm-hmm. um, and we've got I think 1,300 consulting partners listed yeah um, and I think we've got about uh, we'd have to double check the subscriber number, but um, the ability for a consulting partner to come on to Marketplace and mm. identify a particular ISV. So let's say you haven't been introduced mm. or you have not got that open relationship, but now you're looking to maybe work with an ISV in let's say Thailand, yeah. who has a, a relevant competency maybe in a particular industry, mm. or they've got some sort of compliance, like SOC, um, FedRAMP type compli- mm. compliance um, um, certification. Um the that you can go into Marketplace and identify those very specific right. um, ISVs who you can work with. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a lot of our partners utilize the partner managers um, mm-hmm. to help connect the dots there. And, and we do build out a go-to-market strategy yeah. there. But being able to go into Marketplace and actually identify that yourself, that's um, hugely powerful. Is a, it's very empowering. Wow, that's um, amazing. It's a big one, yeah. Which
0: is great because ultimately then as a consulting partner, it becomes very clear who you should be talking to. We can help join the dots, as you say. And, and certainly we'd encourage our consulting partners to, to work with us to help facilitate that because uh, that's just going to work better for everyone. Mm. So let's flip this around a little bit. Reagan, this is something you and I have spoken a lot about. Um, what, what do ISVs look for? when they're working with consulting partners or potentially
2: identifying consulting partners to work with? Obviously, similar to to us, they try and match definitely their core values and and have people of a similar mindset, similar target market. What I'm seeing trending at the moment is – less of a focus on the, the amount of partners and again, those traditional resellers, more mm-hmm. of a focus on partners that have that skill set, that capability, potentially relationships of the markets they're trying to target mm-hmm. and having a smaller list of focus partners they can build really strategic joint go-to-market and again, building that power three motion where we can yeah. all add something of value to the table. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm seeing tr- trending. Yeah. Less focus on resale, more focus on the implementation, those partners with capability and with, with skill, to particularly, to particularly in DevOps right, and security, which is, yeah. I think for AWS customers, is, is, is front and center of a lot of what they're doing. And, and so, and that's a yeah. bit of a
0: change, isn't it? Because I think yeah. traditionally we viewed those large traditional resellers as being those um, those th- those main focus uh, consulting partners who who ISVs work with. But now, really, we're looking at those folks who've got the um, the capability. Yeah, I mean,
2: they're obviously still a place for those traditional resellers, but uh, I think they're really trying to, in terms of that Power Three Motion, where they're really trying to derive value, is those partners that have that capability. Interesting. So certainly if you've got
0: that capability, start thinking about where you as a consulting partner could be an attractive partner to work with for those ISVs who potentially work with already. I think to your point, Keely, it's, it's it, it might not be a new relationship. It just mm. might be a new type of relationship. Instead of just consuming that service, you potentially could be building a deeper joint go-to-market together because, as mm. Reagan said, you've actually got these ISVs who, 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 who are very keen to do this, to grow the business.
1: And, I mean, to add to that, the opportunity with those already existing relationships is um, how do we unlock funding mechanisms Mm. from an AWS perspective to help accelerate that power of three motion? Um, So we talk about migrations or we talk about um, a customer that's wanting to migrate X workload um, on prem to the cloud and the SI partners that obviously execute supports. We're looking for ways to help uh, fund Sorry, this isn't like experiments um, Mm. that we're thinking about. But how do we fund migration um, for these customers by kind of working with an SI, paying for or funding, sorry, the headcounts on the SI side to work with said ISV to build and execute um, in delivering their solution faster? Mm. because. Some of these ICVs it's not just purchase off the shelf and, you know, press go and it, it get, runs. It gets
0: complex. It that's gets complex. a very hard work that's done. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So we, we're thinking, how do we look at investment programs, um, funding programs that can actually help accelerate that power yeah. of three motion? Because, yes, it can take a number of months, mm. which we obviously want to condense. Compress in.
0: down because we want to get value in front of our customers significantly sooner, which I think makes sense.
1: Um, and replicate.
0: And replicate, as we say. So… That sounds really exciting in, in terms of scaling out um, in in the future. But what are some of those things where where maybe it's not working so well? But we could all think about how we could work slightly better together at, through this part three motion.
2: Yeah, I guess one area that our team is working on is actually coaching at ISVs on the mindset of particularly born in the cloud partners. Right. And I know I've reached out to you a lot of times, Richard. On how we would part, how would partner X think? Right, what makes them yeah. tick? What what are they actually? What are their drivers in their business so that mm. we can marry them up together? and yeah. i think they're definitely coming to the realization that again then a lot of our partners are not traditional resellers margin of software reseller is not a big driver for them it is customer outcomes it yep. is yep. professional and managed services and so we're spending a lot of time on coaching them through that where they're building those digital native specific Programs in a way that they can the message and work with AWS partners because we haven't seen it work before work well when they've gone in with the same approach that mm. they've gone into their resellers and their channel partners and you've seen this right you've, you've worked with a lot of the the most successful AWS SIs that get mm. reached reached out to by vendors day in day out with the traditional approach and it is just just noise for them
0: it's interesting you say that because certainly you know, just in the last few weeks I've had that conversation and it seemed to me that some of those ISVs were trying to sell to the consulting partners as opposed to educating them. Yep. And I think once we can switch from that sell to to that educate to sell with, I think that's where we really can see that acceleration. And I suppose it comes from understanding really that uh, where, where the other part is coming from and how we can actually work together to bring our unique differences. Because very often I think ISVs that I've worked with um, – feel that by working with a consulting partner, especially if they're more of a, an early-stage ISP, and that some of their IP might potentially leak out through the consulting partner, um, whereas the reality is consulting partners have got fantastic operational insights um, where potentially IP isn't where their main focus is, but they're looking at IP, operational IP, yep. for example. So really, there's a lot of complementary capability that we can work together, but it just needs to take a bit of time to understand what each party can bring to the table because ultimately we try to drive customer. Anchor. Yeah.
1: I also think um, there's something in the the planning. Um, you know, Pla- we, Planning, we,
0: unfortunately, we, is always something we need to be doing more of, I suppose, yeah.
1: And we, we need to be more proactive. Yeah. Um, I think if there was a um, – and, and what I'm doing with some of the partners I'm working with at the moment is identifying what is your target list, whether right. that target list is existing accounts that you're looking to expand over time versus – uh, net new, yeah, um, and then working with the consulting partner to work through an account plan. Essentially, mm. what is our plan of attack? Um, and it's almost like not relying on AWS account teams yeah. um, to introduce, but rather.
0: Getting proactive.
1: Getting proactive. And and an example would be, let's do an industry roundtable with a manufacturing industry Mm -hmm. roundtable, right? And here are three ISVs that we know um, are leaning into this industry. They've got industry sales players, solutions that they can take to market. And here's the SI that they are working with. It's then bringing all the relevant buyer personas together with maybe two or three existing customers who can Mm -hmm. tell that customer success story, working with the, the partners, and then building out that story with these net new um uh, opportunities
2: uh, i've actually got a good example of that richard where we, we again we haven't relied on aws account managers to broker mm. opportunities where we had one of my ISP partners was actually at our partner summit awards early this year and they were sitting there what? thinking oh we're we're doing really well we've got a really established channel and all the partners are winning the awards they're like none of these are our partners we don't work with any of these aws mm. partners winning all the awards so they maybe we should uh, maybe yeah. we should and so part of that that was spending time with our pdms with our psms understanding what makes the partners tick. Uh, where they sat down and, and to your point worked out that value they can derive together, and now they're both of them. You know, one's a security partner, one's a really strong cloud partner, and they're using each other's relationships to move into mm. into different areas of accounts. Zero involvement from AWS account managers. It's them now mm. practically being married and proactively working together. I think
0: coming back to your point, Keely, about planning, and um, as we record this towards the end of the year, it's a really great time to start thinking about that that planning cycle next year. And we often. Um, get laser focus with our consulting partners saying, hey, you've really got to start thinking about those joint account plans mm-hmm. with your target account mm-hmm. account teams. Really, we need to make sure that we've also got a very clear ISV plan baked into that as well because um, AMs are super versa. busy. Vice versa. I mean, AMs are super busy. We can't so rely on them to do that matchmaking. We, we need to start understanding that ISVs deeply understand their business, consulting partners deeply understand theirs, and they're probably in the best position to understand who they should be working with, whereas our account managers deeply understand customers. Yep. So... Really, when it comes down to thinking about that joint value that we can bring to customers, the best outcomes are always going to be when those consulting partners, ISVs, start working together, aren't they? Yeah, as you said, amazing. That's that's brilliant, Regan. One little point I'd love to touch on as well as we start thinking about you know why we should be be driving these these outcomes with ISVs. Um, I know you and I have spoken about the benefit of say open source versus ISVs, and I think for a lot of our consulting partners who might be earlier on the on 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 the journey. Potentially, would look at an open source solution, think they're largely getting all the same value that they'd be getting from the ISV. Take us through potentially why that might not be the best approach.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, obviously, there's potential product differences, like the reason why you might use an open source versus a, a fully managed it's Not the with open source, obviously. Not there's anything wrong with think, that, but I'm thinking from a, from a business point of view and potentially yeah. a commercial point of view, how you can leverage the brand and the scale of the ISV. The same way you, you're potentially looking at AWS as a way of scaling through our sales teams and through our our, our programs, yeah. is is it's the same for our partners. Our so partners it's actually less have, about the technology, more about the correct process behind Correct. It. You're essentially right. scaling your sales source, you're scaling your reach, you're potentially scaling... Scaling your resources, where you can combine AWS MDF with potentially funds you can get from an ISV, yeah. and obviously then use them as a resource, particularly in the early stages, to to try and grow your business. So it's fascinating. So
0: potentially, if you are if you're ignoring all of that and consuming what what might be a very similar technical solution, yep. you're really not opening yourself up to the the sales capability that ISV to accelerate you. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that that's that's amazing. I think that really should give us some food for thought. Um, Running up, what are some of those next steps that we'd encourage both ISVs and consulting partners to maybe take, Kelly, to get started on thinking about how to work better together?
1: Um, well, we've got a, we've got a couple of events that we've been experimenting with this yeah. year. Um, I think. Uh, and very open for consulting partners and ISVs who we may not be working with to approach us and, and talk to us about this, but things like speed dating events yeah, uh, where we're trying to connect the dots essentially and mm-hmm. um, bring SIs and um, – uh, sorry, I say is consulting partners. So, <laughs> well, um, as long
0: as we know what we're talking about. Consulting
1: yeah. partners and ISVs together. Um, so they can have that initial introduction and see yeah. if you know if this is a, is a match made in heaven. Um, uh, but um, I think it, it's being open to attending those events because yeah. those are really good opportunities to just come in and, and, and meet who you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just as a starting point, it would be uh, around uh, one, on Marketplace. Yeah. You, if you if you are interested in, do, in in working with ISVs and you're a consulting partner, you've got to be listed on Marketplace yeah. um, and, and vice versa. It is the way that it's a default route transaction for mm-hmm. um, our ISVs that we work with. So um, you've got to be
0: in the same place as the ISVs are. Otherwise, it's
1: not going to It's gonna not going to work. Gonna work. Yeah. Um, and also, like we said earlier, we do tend to work backwards from the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is our number one um, focus. Um, this is true. So, We're quite good at that, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so because the customers are purchasing via Marketplace, Marketplace. I mean, the the growth year on year is, is enormous. Mm. Um, we really suggest listing on marketplace. That's the one. The other one is the blueprints and yeah. the rinse and repeats. I think if we can, um, you know, instead of throwing the kitchen sink uh, uh, of ideas at something, right? Mm. Let's just say, right here are two industries, and or here's one SI that we want to um, focus driving a go to market motion with. Let's work together on that and see what Stop, works. Start
0: small, iterate, grow once you've got a pattern that works.
1: And then, yeah, and yeah. iterate. And then take it to new regions. Um, mm. So that's another thing that we often get uh, asked is, you know, we want to roll out this uh, power of three across the whole of APJ. Hang on. <laughs> let's just pick a region. Yep. Uh, and let's focus on getting it right there. And then, ta- and then iterate, learn from, improve, and then mm. accelerate that rollout in a new region uh, a lot more easily. Um, so those are things that I would – initially start talking about um, or, th- or considering?
0: I think it's a great point and ultimately starting small and iterating is key because you're not going to get it right first time and that's okay and even once you have got it right you'll continually have to iterate and evolve those those processes and relationships because ultimately customer needs will change um, your needs as an organization will change as a business be it a consulting or an SI um, or, a, or, or a technology partner um, and there'll be new partners who potentially you could work with as well. So you've got to have that flexibility built in, I think. So it makes sense to scale up like that. Reagan, what are your thoughts in terms of um, how maybe uh, an, an V could think about Working a bit more collaboratively with consulting partners.
2: I mean, maybe just to reinforce again what I mentioned earlier is: is our our partners are, I guess, a different breed to your traditional resellers. If you're a mature partner mm. uh, that has a channel, build a different strategy. Yeah, think about the way you're talking to our to our partners. Mm. The same way you'd almost talk to an AWS salesperson, right? Yeah. We're very similar mindset. Obviously, a lot of our consulting partners have have in a way been coached by us the way to to think about customers and work backwards from the customers. So, yeah. so yeah. think about that approach um, before you want to really engage with our AWS partners. And on the other side of the fence, I guess, for a lot of our consulting partners, just think about how you know you're going to monetize software, mm-hmm. how Marketplace could fit into your strategy. If you're lent into AWS and we're a big part of your of your business, Marketplace is central to us. So maybe you start thinking about how you make it central to your business as well. And, and use those ISVs ultimately to build time to value mm-hmm. and, and time to market, how you can build solutions using their, their pre-built solutions, right? You don't have to build it from from the ground up. And then using all the resources, our ISVs are heavily resourced and backed yeah. as well by partner managers, partner sales managers. By working with them and partnering with them to the point of your previous question is you're getting more scale within AWS yeah. as yeah. well and more reach. Better together.
1: I think it's also important to mention there what is working. Mm. So what are the what are the partners who are doing the right things? What are those? Yeah. Um, and some good examples would be um, a number of our, our large global ISVs have uh, what we call like an op squad. Yep. Um, so they've got this operational squad on the ground who are there to actually and their sole role is marketplace related. And okay. they 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 facilitate contracts, deals, uh, payment issues, mm. uh, you name it. Um, the list. Um, and that's their sole role. The same can be said for um, if we think about uh, ISVs uh, that are that are doing really well on marketplace. Uh, they've got uh, deeply embedded sales KPIs mm-hmm. um, that drives good sales behavior with their account teams to work and collaborate with AWS via marketplace. Um, these are all things to consider from a consulting partner perspective as well. See if
0: you can take mm-hmm. some of those patterns and start reinforcing them because that's going to make you exactly. jump. And I yeah. think
2: build you, you're a unique differentiator. We know that uh, AWS consulting partners are, are very hotly contested with each other, right? Very competitive mm-hmm. with each other, trying to build unique ca- capability to stand out to AWS sales teams. Having... ISVs, I think, is part, part of your ecosystem and marketplace as part of your route to market will help you stand out as a consulting Fantastic, Keely Regan, that's been amazing. And I think we've only just scratched the surface. Um, and
0: I'm really keen to get you back on the show to, to talk a lot further about marketplace and how we can really get our consulting and SR partners working really close together. Um, but unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. But I hope it's given our audience some really good insights on how we can work better together to serve our AWS customers. Thank you very much for spending time today with us, Regan, Keely. Thanks, Thanks for your yourself. time. Thanks for so us. And for me, thank you for listening to this episode of Partner Buzz. We look forward to joining you in our next episode.